0: Hello, and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host for today, Emma Sandler, Senior Beauty and Wellness Reporter. Today, I'm welcoming Rachel Goodman, Head of Beauty Partnerships at Pinterest. Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here. So I'm a big Pinterest user, so I'm I'm very excited for this conversation today. Um, And Pinterest has always struck me as a very unique platform in the social media ecosystem. And I'm wondering, given the unique features of that platform, how do you kind of think about users and their social media habits and where Pinterest falls into their overall social media consumption?
1: I love that you're a pinner. So you get it, you understand it. Pinterest is different. People aren't coming to Pinterest to broadcast their thoughts and opinions to a social network. People really come to Pinterest to look for ideas to discover, save them, go out and do them. The content on the platform is inherently different because of that. And when we talk to pinners like yourself about how they use the platform, they always say things like, Pinterest is for me. This is my safe place. This is the place I come to get ideas and to be inspired. And I don't have to worry about the way that I present myself to the world. And that's a really special feeling that you don't really get in a lot of places, especially online. So for brands, it's a totally unique mindset and a really great time and place to connect with consumers. So thinking a little bit more about that idea of getting them to discover and do, our goal is to get people offline, acting on their inspirations, and not necessarily keep them in a doom scroll online. So this is really consumption that nourishes your life. It inspires you. And when you talked about where does this fit into consumption, I have to tell you, I went on a total rabbit hole on TikTok, actually, looking at people talking about Pinterest on TikTok, which I found to be so fascinating because in the beauty space, You see all of these people talking about their Pinterest inspirations. I went to Pinterest and found this new hairstyle. And now here I am on TikTok showing you the result of it. So it's really showing that Pinterest is that first place they go to to get inspired. And then other platforms are going to be the place where they're kind of showing off their new look.
0: Yeah, that rabbit hole in TikTok is super interesting. Are you maybe seeing any kind of flywheel effect? You know, Pinterest is on TikTok and then it's kind of driving people from TikTok back to Pinterest and so on and so forth.
1: I think it just goes back to that behavior of when are they using these platforms at different times and then how does it all connect together for them?
0: Yeah. Now, Pinterest has been very busy lately. And I I wanna unpack some of the new initiatives and products that it has released. In the last 12 months alone, Pinterest has launched an inclusive beauty search for hair inspiration for black, brown, and Latinx people. It launched the Creator Fund in April of 2021. It became more shoppable with idea pins. And then there's daily live streaming through Pinterest TV. I could go on and on, but those are just a, a handful. Can you kind of give us an overarching idea of really what Pinterest is trying to do here with all of these launches? Is there a through line that connects
1: all of them? Totally. You mentioned so many exciting things that are happening, and I'm sure we'll get into some of them a bit more I have to say, it's a really exciting time at Pinterest and there's so much innovation that's happening. I feel uniquely positioned to say that because I've been at the company for seven years. And what's happening right now is that we are just really focused on building for our unique value. We know that people come early in their decision-making plan and they have this great intent to shop. So, Our focus as a platform is connecting those two things. It's the inspiration to the realization of that. And that means that we want to have the most Inspirational content for people. And we want to make it easier for them to act on that inspiration, whether it's giving them the details of how to do something or actually letting them shop the products that will allow them to get that look, for instance. So everything ladders up to this idea of inspiration to realization.
0: Yeah, kind of going back to what you said a moment ago about trying to get people to actually do the things or take the things from Pinterest and, and do something with it offline. Um, I, I can see that in the case of like Pinterest TV, where it's like, all right, let's actually drive the things and trends that you're seeing on Pinterest into, you know, a shoppable moment, whether that's online or offline. Um, out of curiosity, what are the, the most popular beauty brands on Pinterest?
1: So brands that are doing it really well are the ones that are building unique content for Pinterest. They're playing into the trends we're seeing and the moments that are happening on Pinterest. Pinterest is a planning tool that people come to for those everyday moments and big life moments too. And it really is all about that content relevance and using content as a way to inspire. So I'll give you an example. Yes, please. (laughs) We recently released our Pinterest predicts trend. We do that in the beginning of every year, which shows our trend predictions for the year across every category. And in the past, we've had 80% accuracy. So our data is doing a really nice job of letting us see forward of what we think is going to be really big for the year. And a big one this year that we've already seen exploding is dopamine dressing, People are bringing more color than ever into their wardrobes. I was looking at the Grammys red carpet, and there's like hot pink everywhere. And it does. It makes you happy. People are ready to be out in the world again. So dopamine dressing was a big trend we were seeing months ago. And we partnered with Victor and Rolf Fragrances, who was launching a new line in Flower Bomb, their Ruby Orchid fragrance, And they teamed up with a creator, Nikki Dahl, from RuPaul's Drag Race to use a trend like Dopamine Dressing to create content that evoked the spirit of their brand too and really use that trend and their brand as a way to inspire. It's such a fun campaign. The content is beautiful. And I just think that's such a cool example of really making all those connections and building something that feels right for Pinterest. So that's more on the inspirational content side. There's a lot of brands also using Pinterest as their digital storefront, which I think is a really interesting way for brands to think about Pinterest, use Pinterest because of that shopping intent. So someone like Say Beauty, they have their catalog uploaded onto Pinterest. You can go to their profile. You can shop all of their products. You can see what they're about. You can see all their great content, and it immediately becomes this shoppable moment, both on their profile and throughout the platform. So I think that's a really interesting piece of it, too. I have a lot of favorites within Skin. Urban Skin RX is doing some cool things on the platform. Aveda is killing it in hair. Fenty, ELF, Urban Decay. There's a lot of brands that are really leaning in and doing something different here, which I think is so cool.
0: Yeah. How do you sort of work with brands in that sense to to help them either... Understand Pinterest and and what it's suitable for, and maybe not what it's suitable for. Like, how do you? What are those conversations look like with potential brand partners?
1: Sure. So, in my role, I'm helping beauty brands understand how to connect with pinners through all of our amazing tools, both organic and paid. And so much of the success that brands see on the platform really has to do with their content strategy. So a big focus this year is really helping brands shift their content strategy from one that was more static to one that is more about storytelling. It's video first. It can be brand-led or creator-led. And we're seeing L'Oreal, for instance, lead the way as the first major beauty company who's really partnered with creators at scale. They have made news when they launched a campaign last year with more than 20 creators on Pinterest across seven different brands, leveraging our new format Idea Pins. And we've been learning a lot from these partnerships. We know that pinners want beauty inspiration and ways to solve their beauty concerns. So through those brand and creator partnerships, we're seeing creators like dermatologists, talking about ingredients in different skincare products and how they'll solve your concerns. We're seeing makeup artists really showing a long wear effect of a foundation and the benefits of it. It's really about leveraging creators with expertise to highlight product benefits, how to use them. And that type of content is having really, really deep engagement, which is ultimately driving brand goals.
0: And going back to all the products that Pinterest has launched recently, how are these products shaping your own role as head of beauty partnerships?
1: So the evolution that we're really seeing in our brand partnerships is one that is becoming truly always on, always connecting with people on Pinterest who are looking for beauty inspiration. People come here every day. Searching for things like makeup tutorials, skincare concerns, hair tutorials. And it really behooves a brand to be present in that moment, especially in places where they have a unique right to win and own. So it's that category ownership through always on. And then really, it's evolved to be truly full funnel. So again, thinking about, okay, how do I inspire? But then how do I educate? And then how do I convert? Because when I can get someone early in their purchase journey, get them to consider something new, because pinners are really looking for new beauty products, new beauty brands, new ideas, then how do I follow them through and really turn them into a brand loyalist and a brand buyer? And that really has evolved over the last seven years that, that I've been here in terms of the tools and products that we have available to advertisers to realize those goals.
0: We'll be right back after this message. When you say always on, is that to say that people are coming to Pinterest more frequently outside of the kind of major pillars like a wedding or moving into a new apartment, which have traditionally been opportunities for people to seek inspiration on Pinterest? Is that sort of what you mean?
1: The everyday inspiration and the everyday moments are so much more of a use case than they were before. You're totally right. You talk to people and they say, I use Pinterest for my wedding. I used it to move into a new apartment. And now it's, I'm finding the trends here. I'm finding the tutorials here.
0: Yeah, admittedly, I often go to Pinterest, not necessarily as my first platform, but in part of my General sort of social media sandwich. I'll I'll check in on you know what's going on on Twitter, um, and then I get burned out and bummed out. (laughs) So and then I then I go to Instagram and I see a bunch of hot people and I'm like okay, but then there's not much else happening. And then I'll go to Pinterest and I like that I can keep scrolling. I can refresh it as frequently as I want, um, and that there is always a a new set of. Information or content for me, but it, it, I have that choice to do that. Whereas Instagram, if I leave it for five minutes and I, I exit, then it refreshes automatically, and I, I can't stand it. So I, I'm, ne- I'm never on Instagram long enough.
1: <laughs> you go down the Pinterest rabbit hole, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. But I know that Pinterest has had issues driving user retention and growth in terms of those. Uh, always-on moment. So how does this impact the way you work with Beauty brands?
1: Yeah, that's fair. We are in a really competitive space. There are so many video and social apps competing for time. And as we experienced a pandemic unwind, we encountered new challenges sustaining the explosive growth we saw when people were at home. So we're taking steps to support long-term engagement by scaling creators investing in that ecosystem, and investing in that core pinner experience like shopping. Within beauty, we've always had such high engagement on Pinterest because it's one of our top use cases. And what's interesting is that while overall we might be seeing a decline, there are audiences like Gen Z who continue to grow. In the U.S., Pinterest reaches 70% of all Gen Z women aged 18 to 24 And that audience is actually so core to Pinterest, that reach is greater than any of our other age segments. So we saw that Gen Z growth. We saw it's interesting to hear you talk about your Pinterest usage because we're seeing something totally different with this next pinner and this next audience. So it just continues to evolve. And I always think it's interesting when people kind of hear and think of Pinterest as an older audience. And then you look at these numbers and you're like, no, no. Gen Z and millennials, that is like really the core of what's happening here right now. So definitely some, some growth in spots there as well.
0: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that people would think that it would be mostly an older audience on Pinterest. Any idea as to why people might think that way initially?
1: You know, I think there's always that legacy thinking. It really goes back to how you were introduced to it, how you use it, and that kind of shapes your perception as it does with a lot of different things. So Pinterest is so personal, everyone uses it differently. Everyone I talk to has a different use case but then they think their use case is everyone else's use case. And and that doesn't quite add up.
0: Yeah, I definitely see a major opportunity for shopping. I see so many things um, and I'm like, okay, yes, I I want that. I like add it to a a special section for things that I just want to buy, or at least try and find a version of it somewhere. (laughs) Um, Tell me more about the influencer and creator ecosystem, because you mentioned that is one of the sort of strategies that Pinterest has for driving that retention and growth. But I've never really thought of it being an influencer-driven space. And I've certainly never heard anyone of being Pinterest famous like they are with Instagram or TikTok.
1: So Pinterest has actually always been about creators, We launched Pinterest at a blogger conference in 2010, and I still laugh thinking about Ben Silberman walking around a blogger conference handing out Pinterest business cards like, hey, come check us out. And at the time, the influencers were these lifestyle bloggers, right? They were huge, and Pinterest became a really critical part of driving traffic to their blogs, so people have been creating and inspiring people on Pinterest for years and I think about some of the OG lifestyle bloggers like Ojoy or Erica of honestly WTF who to this day have millions of followers on Pinterest. Now When we think about where the creator ecosystem is going and how much it's changed, that's where we're really saying we're focused on that next wave of creators and giving them new tools that they haven't had before on Pinterest. So traditionally you would build these static pins that linked out. Now it's about having a native tool, idea pins, where you can build and engage on the platform, which works so much better with what we're seeing now, which is that platform first creator. So. You asked who are those creators on Pinterest. They are the experts, the doers, the makers. We really value inspiration over influence or celebrity. And in beauty, we're seeing those experts do so well here it's the beauty editors, the dermatologists, the makeup artists, those that have a really deep passion for beauty. One of my favorites, who I think is a great example here, is Justine Marjan, who is a celebrity hairstylist, has the longest, most luscious locks, and creates really beautiful, amazing hairstyle tutorials that you just want to keep going back to and to understand how to get the look that she's going for. So definitely check those out and and save them and try them. And The last thing I'll say is a really important part of building that ecosystem is helping creators make money. So we're also really focused on giving creators more tools to do that on Pinterest. This could be through brand partnerships, affiliate partnerships, or our new Creator Rewards, which is a program for creators to earn money for creating original content on Pinterest. So it's a really exciting time A lot of these tools are still new, so we're really working on engaging with that next wave of creators.
0: Yeah, and the creator rewards, is that part of the larger creator fund, or is that a separate entity?
1: Yeah, the creator fund is separate. So let me talk to you a little bit about that, because that news actually came out very recently and is so interesting. So the creator fund was built to elevate diverse creators, we give them funding, support, education to help them succeed on Pinterest. So really about lifting more of those diverse voices, recruiting new creators who are people of color and giving them the tools that they need to succeed. So last year was our first year doing this and it was so successful that we doubled our investment in it this year. We're putting $1.2 million in cash grants ad credits and other resources to help really bring that next roster of talent and diverse voices onto Pinterest. So this year we're doing four cycles with the Creator Fund and we're focusing on different categories. So the first one is fashion and beauty. And because of this, we actually brought in our first sponsor. So L'Oreal USA is going to provide participants with their deep industry insights and knowledge to help them succeed as well. So we're excited to have them.
0: Who gets to be a part of the creator fund? Is it invite only? Is there an application? Are you able to share who's in the sort of first batch?
1: There is an application process. And applications are open, and we're actively recruiting now.
0: Yeah. And with inclusive beauty, was representation and inspiration something that BIPOC Pinterest users found difficult to access or see
1: before? It's a great question. So we always listen to our pinners. And what we were seeing is that people of color were using their skin tone in searches for beauty inspiration. They would search for black hairstyles or makeup looks for medium skin, dark skin, and this would help them ensure that the results looked like them. We knew we could make this experience better. We knew we needed to make a change. And what I find to be so inspiring, listening to our head of inclusive product, Annie Ta is how personally passionate she is about this and how she has talked about her experience growing up and not seeing herself represented in magazine covers. So she really has a mission to ensure that no matter who you are, how you identify, you can see yourself on Pinterest. So now, when you search for beauty inspiration, you're given a skin tone filter, and that will help you ensure that the results feel personal to you. And most recently, we introduced the hair texture filter in your search experience. So instead of searching black hairstyles, you can search hairstyles and filter based on your hair pattern, curly, wavy, coily, protected, straight, or even shaved. And a way that I was using this recently, I was looking at prom trends. Prom is here, prom is big this year, and braids are a big trend that we're seeing for prom hair specifically. So it was really cool going through each of these different filters to see different prom braided hair ideas and how that changed because that's not going to mean the same thing to everyone. And now that diversity is really represented in the hairstyle searches and results.
0: Yeah. And how does that also influence what beauty brand partners do or are capable of doing, given that users are able to do a much more granular style search?
1: Sure. It just gives them more ways to be more personal. And beauty brands are certainly following suit, are showing more diversity and representation. And this really gives them the perfect place to make sure that that is represented for everyone.
0: Yeah. And kind of continuing on the inclusivity conversation, Pinterest launched AR filters for makeup back in 2020, which feels like forever ago at this point. Uh, What can you share about how impactful that's been to enabling Pinterest to become shoppable and accessible?
1: 2020. 2020. So, <laughs> Virtual Tryon launched in January 2020.
0: Oh, my gosh. We were all so young and naive.
1: <laughs> very naive. Uh, but AR really took off. That was very timely, given that the pandemic shut down stores very soon thereafter. So, AR became an even more powerful tool in helping consumers really see how products looked on them. So, with Beauty Discovery, on Pinterest, people are looking for a new lip color, right? And that being core to the experience and Pinterest being a leader in visual technology, launching a makeup try-on tool was a no-brainer. So the virtual try-on is an inspiration to realization experience like we were talking about before. You can discover a new lip or eye color. You can see how it looks on you. You can get inspiration for different looks. And then you can directly shop those products as well, all in the same experience. And I should also mention that skin tone filters are included in this. And another thing that we really thought a lot about is no filters. We didn't want any filters in this AR experience because this was a utility and this was about you and really seeing how these colors would look on you. So all of those things really lend itself to fitting so well into the core Pinterest experience. And it's been so successful that we've actually now launched it in the home category. So you can use virtual try-on in our search to visualize what a pink couch might look like in your apartment, for instance.
0: Oh, gosh, even more inspiration for me. (laughs) Exactly. What about live shopping? Because that's a big recent push from Pinterest. Is this generating a lot of interest from beauty brands? Of course.
1: So uh, we're testing live shopping now through Pinterest TV. And Pinterest TV is a series of live, original, and shoppable episodes featuring creators on Pinterest. So really connecting creators and shopping together. It's in test mode now, Beauty has been a huge part of it, though, and we're seeing that opportunity to really bring beauty creators in and drive that shopping behavior. So, for example, we launched a series with Manny MUA called Manny Does, and it's a weekly beauty series answering the most common beauty needs and sharing tutorials. He did a really awesome look, a romantic wedding look. It was beautiful. And it's really teaching people how to get these looks and then allowing you to shop directly from there. So test mode now, but can see it expanding and imagine beauty brands will play a huge role.
0: Tell me more about how test mode works. What is being tested? What are the key performance indicators you're looking for?
1: Yeah, I think it's different with each of the different products, but from a high level, it really is about understanding consumer behavior and adoption to these new products and how we make them more discoverable, how we make sure that we're really listening to that feedback before we fully scale.
0: Yeah. With live shopping in particular, is there kind of um, initial hypothesis that you're starting with since you're testing it? Or what are you sort of seeing at the moment? Anything you can share, of course?
1: Yeah, I think the hypothesis really just goes back to we know that Pinterest is a place to inspire and we want to bring new ways and new forms to inspire to the platform.
0: Yeah. My last question for you is tell us in an overarching sense what your big priorities are for this year. I'm, I'm super interested given how much Pinterest is already done in a relatively short time span. I'd, I'd love a preview, a sneak peek.
1: I feel like we've really hit on a lot of them, right? It's bringing creators into the fold, helping brands understand how to engage with creators on this platform, why it's different, unique, how it fits into their overarching strategy, and then really driving that shopping behavior. So a lot of what we're talking about, it's connecting those dots and really making it happen this year so many more investments this year into doing that. And I'm just really excited to see where it goes.
0: Yes, same here. And I look forward to following along. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. As a pinner myself, this was a really nice conversation. So thank you for allowing us to peek under the hood.
1: Of course, I had a blast. Thanks, Emma.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit that button.